Hi, we're the Fords, and this is By Grace We Live. We're so excited to be back with you for another episode. Ryan, I feel like I haven't seen you all week. So it's lovely getting to sit across from you uninterrupted, hopefully. Well, isn't it always? Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. Um, but how was your week? Do you have any highs or lows you'd like to share? Um, it was a good week. Uh, I know I I expected this week to drag because it's we just came back from vacation. Yeah. You know? So, you got the Disney blues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PDD, post-Disney <laughs> depression. Okay. Um, but no, you know, it, it's surprisingly like, I feel like I say a lot this week, but by fast yeah. this week though, flew by yeah. for how, what I expected to be an extremely long week. Yeah. Given we just came off a of vacation, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That makes sense. And, um, so it, it, yeah, I don't know. It flew by. I don't really have any highs and lows this week. I feel like it was pretty even keel, well, which I was kind of happy with. Like, I'm fine with, like, just a nice <laughs> coming from <laughs> off of bumpy. Disney, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess my low may be that I'm not at Disney. Well, we can live there, <laughs> I so. <know. laughs> I mean, I guess we could, we could live, live there. Close. But, <laughs> no. I would die if we lived in Florida. A little too hot for Yeah. You. I would not live very yeah. well in Florida. When we, I mean, there's a lot of, like... Hurricanes, some crazy crocodiles. weather right now. Yeah, no so. thank you. Actually, yeah, I sent you a video. Was I it know. today or yesterday? Today. It was a video from one of the Disney Instagram accounts, and they yeah. were showing. I think it was a Disney like, food blog, wasn't it? Yeah, there, there's literally flooding going on right now yeah. in Disney parks because of the hurricanes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the rain, so. yeah. I'm kind of glad we're not there. <laughs> well, yeah, that would have made for an unfortunate. Yeah, I feel uh, bad for Disney. all those people who are there. And yeah. Although they do have the lines like, are probably real good though. Well, they have hurricane <laughs> policies, I guess. I was yeah. reading, so hopefully they'll cancel it if it's yeah. too bad. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get their money back and can reschedule for another time or something. Yeah, but that'd be unfortunate. Yes, that would stink. Mm-hmm. How was your week? My week was good. Um, my high would be that it is officially fall, and that is nice. Yeah. What's exciting is you know in years past I feel like oh the first day of fall happens, but it's still like eighty degrees outside. We had that for like the first half of the week, but the second half of the week has actually felt like fall weather. Like I wore a mm-hmm. flannel to church today, yeah. and it was lovely. Sweaters. Yes. And sweatshirts. <clears throat> My low, unfortunately, is also that it's fall because I get like seasonal allergies just when Mm, the seasons change. So like the sore throat. I mean, I don't know what to call it because I'm not congested. Like it's not like my nose is running and my nose is stuffy. But like you don't really get it like I do. Like I get real allergies. But you can tell. You just get a little. Like my voice is different. A little stuffy maybe. But a it's little... not like I have a cold or anything. Well, but yeah. it does get to the point where sometimes I'm sneezing like all the time and I yeah. can't stop. And Riley's gotten a little yeah, allergy she's issue. She's sneezing. Yeah. Ace has um, 
Well, he's always had. Yes, he's been diagnosed with chronic itchy skin. There's some word for it. I can't remember, but essentially that's what it is. We have to give him like steroids for it when the seasons change. And we need to go pick that up because he has licked himself raw in a couple spots. So, you know, we should actually change the title of this podcast to like Diary of Our Dogs um, (laughs) because I feel like we just talk about their challenging lives. But we love them yep, anyway. They're a part of our lives, so. And they make it so fun. <laughs> they do. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So high is it's fall. Low mm-hmm. is it's fall. <laughs> no, I'm just, it's just the allergies that come along with yeah. the season. So. Mm. All right, moving on to our next segment, book club. Yeah. Have you uh, made any progress? I did read a little bit yesterday, which was nice. I feel like it may have, I'm hoping it that like kickstarted me back into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, because it was, you know, a nice like 60 ish something, mid 60s, whatever, sweater or sweatshirt, mm-hmm. uh, sat on on the porch. It was really nice. Um, and red and now and so i'm hoping to be able to do that some more i didn't get to get a chance today no but uh you could have i could have i had time i just chose to do other things but <laughs> <I'm> um <just> kidding. <laughs> but uh but yeah i'm hoping that like it was nice to get it was it was like a like a i don't know breath of fresh air yeah yesterday was a good day like i feel like it was the first time we really sabbath in a while yeah although you had to work in the morning i did work so but it, it that you know it wasn't too bad that that went by pretty quickly yeah so for me so we had, i was able to come home and we just, just were chill. really lazy which is nice yeah. well i cleaned our you did you rearranged we, our room our room where we like record and do other things i think for me though that feels like it was restful because i i didn't do it because you, <laughs> you saw things get organized i saw things getting organized and i was like ah oh, yes there's <laughs> order is being brought yeah. to the chaos when we moved the giant chair out of this room which makes it feel really open mm-hmm. right now yeah unfortunately we've got no takers i just posted it up on facebook marketplace like who wants to come pick this up from our curb? It's free. Yeah. No one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know it's what we're going to do rough. with it. It is. I it, mean, it, it's seen better days. Yeah. It's I still had comfy. it in my college dorm. Yeah. Um, And it's not gross. It's no. just like not cute. There's a little, you know, some worn spots a yeah. little bit and it's kind of sunken in a little, but it's still it's super cozy. College students, they could use it, you know? So if you're listening and you know a college student who might I, need it. I will be honest, though. I'm surprised you had this in your dorm room because it's, it's pretty big yeah. for a dorm room. I, like, don't remember how we got it up there. I mean, there was an elevator in the building. Oh, yeah. But it's just but the it size like, of your rooms are so small. my dad who helped yeah. carry it in. And, well, they know. had dollies, didn't they? Or something? Didn't they have something? I out? mean, probably, but still, it's a... Anyway, it doesn't know. matter. So yeah. that's... Yeah, we moved that chair out. We've been wanting to do that forever. This room feels so much bigger. Yeah. It's so nice. Well, because we had to do something because your clothes were getting out of hand. Okay. For your, you not make your it clothes, sound like my personal not closet your personal is clothes. overflowing no, into another room. it's for your yes, my thrift, thrift business. Yeah. Which is going really, it's really going yeah, well. And it's it fun. Um, I'm enjoying Good. it. Anyway. Anyways, back to book club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get to share about my day yesterday. Yeah, you did? No. You got to share about reading on the deck. I made cookies, which was lovely, oh. and I took a nap. <laughs> yeah, Great. I just wanted the world to know that it was okay. awesome. 
And now we had Chick-fil-A back. for dinner. <laughs> yeah, so that's like the cherry on top of the Sunday. Now back to book. Club. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but it's I'm done with my part of that. So you can share your <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm still reading Becoming Better Grownups. And I was told by someone it's my brother, someone who has... Also, m- can I just cut in for a second? If oh. you hear some weird noise, oh. <laughs> it's our dog chewing a bone. Yeah. So he's being rather loud. I don't loud. think he would be able to hear it. I don't know. I just wanted to make make sure just it's to be safe. It's better than him licking because, himself. So, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll allow it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so my brother told me last week that the author's name is Broad. Broad? Broad. <laughs> nope, it's not. That's not. That's- <laughs> B-R-O-A-D. I started combining the names. Brad Montague. Yeah. He has met him in person. That's how I thought it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. sure. That's how I always pronounce it in my head. Yeah. So he is for sure Brad Montague. Anyway, I continued reading it this week. um, And we're actually going to jump into one of the chapters because I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And it um, was encouraging to me. And we just wanted to share kind of like a summary of it, but also like what thoughts and ideas it sparked for us. And then mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be encouraging to you guys. Um, so the title of the chapter is called Here Come the Joy Rebels, which I like. That. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think it's fun. Um, it makes me think of Star Wars. You know, the rebellion. <laughs> um I'm I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about, but I, my knowledge is very minimal when yeah, it comes. to That's stars. about it. You yeah, just that's hit it. The, I know there's you a hit Chewbacca. The limit. Um, he's a he's not there's a Wookiee. There's a Chewbacca. Is he a Wookiee? Yes, he is. Okay, a he's a Wookiee. But it's also what? his name, not his ray. Um, what's the little animals? The Ewoks. Ewoks. That's what the it is. furry ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. not the Jawas that are like wrapped in cloaks and short. No, no, I was talking about Ewoks. They're cute too. Eyes. The Ewoks. Ugh. No, um, there's Han Solo. Yeah, and he is with Princess Leia. Yeah, and Princess Leia is actually Luke's sister. Mm-hmm. Their father is Darth Vader. Well, spoilers, gee whiz. <laughs> Who is Anakin Skywalker? Oh my gosh! So I do know some stuff. You spoiled so <laughs> much. If of Star people Wars. have not, if I people know. don't know that about Star Wars, they're not gonna find out because they don't care. Well, they just did find out. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Here come the Joy Rebels. So he, okay, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I share that the the premise of this book is the author goes on a listening tour to different classrooms around the United States. And basically he's like interviewing kids, asking them like what they think about adults. And he's kind of just discovering that like as adults, there's a lot that we can learn from children. And getting back to like... Um, you know, rediscovering like what really matters in life, sort of having more of like a childlike attitude and spirit. Um, so he opens up the chapter by talking about how, you know, those commercials that you see that are like asking for help, like animals are in need or, Mm -hmm. um, there's, they're asking for money to donate to those who are less fortunate, that kind of thing. He just shared that when he was little, any commercial that he saw that was like that, he immediately would go to his parents and say, we need to help these people. And he like never understood why his parents didn't just like empty their bank accounts and give away all their money. Um, 
And he was just reflecting on how like children have this inherent optimistic spirit about them and they just want to make the world a better place. And they also have a sense of endless possibilities. So for him as a child, seeing these commercials, he's going to his parents and he's thinking, you should just be able to like, give these people all of our money because they need help. They need it more than we do. Not really understanding like, well, we also have a mortgage and we have to feed you and all those things. Um, but he shares that and then he continues on by saying like when him and his wife got married they had decided that as a couple they didn't want to grow up to be like old and bitter they Mm -hmm. didn't want to be like the type of people that um like become cynical and they're yelling at people to get off their yard they wanted to be the type of people who are warm and inviting and welcoming people into their yard and just having like a joyfulness about them and Mm -hmm. he said they gave it the name of being joyful or being marked by joyful rebellion um but like over time life and circumstances kind of dampened their spirits and they were you know real life gets in the way they have bills to pay mortgages death you know real world tragedies um and you just kind of lose like that joy or you start to get overwhelmed by it and you maybe turn cynical or start to think like well the dreams that I had or the ways that I wanted to act or treat people or whatever it's not really realistic like this is just kind of the state of the world unfortunately or there's not much I can do to make much of a difference or whatever Um, But he shared like how through his listening tour, there would be these moments um, where real life, like hard things would start to creep in. And in those moments, he noticed that there was people in the situation who were taking those problems and turning them into joyful opportunities. Um, Like I think one example that he gave was a, a classroom hamster died and the teacher just like allowed the day to be devoted to like celebrating the life of this hamster which might seem kind of silly but for these kids like it was a big deal like Mm -hmm. this was their class pet and like welcoming questions about death and um also trying to figure out ways to celebrate the hamster's life so like the kids came up with ideas of like drawing pictures about of the hamster singing a song for the hamster just things like that and he was just reflecting on how like that thing which was really hard this teacher opened up the space and gave these kids the room to like real to learn real life things like death isn't just like this really sad thing it can also be like an opportunity to celebrate life um so he continues to share like a couple of different stories um throughout the book of different children that he has come along like come into contact with and he started calling them rebels of joy and he said like i have a document on my computer like a folder and i like to keep those stories in there so that it's like a reminder for me when life gets really hard um and i don't know reading the chapter really sparked something inside of me to kind of like look beyond myself and normal everyday life and circumstances to see like how i can be a quote-unquote rebel of joy because I would consider myself a very joyful person, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you come in contact with me on any given day, most likely you're going to receive like a, a kind, warm, inviting presence, I would hope, you know, um, 
But I think this is going beyond just like, oh, I'm a kind person and I like to treat people well. I think it is like being intentional about finding ways that we can make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And I don't often think I... I don't know, like think about that stuff. Um, I'm, you know, very consumed with our home, our family, our church life, our friendships, like those kind of things. And I don't often think outside of that and um, or even pray and ask the Lord, like, how can I be an agent of joy and an agent of change and like the community around me or like see a need. And instead of just being like, wow, that really sucks <laughs> being like, okay, what can I do to bring joy to this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I know you read this chapter. Um, yeah, I reread it. Yeah. And yeah, I reread it so that like you had a bit of a fresh perspective, but I didn't know if anything in particular stood out to you or what like being a rebel of joy <laughs> kind of means in your pers- yeah. or from your perspective. I mean, I think really what he was describing was literally being like Jesus. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like bringing the kingdom, yeah. you know, <laughs> wherever we go. And um, it's like the kingdom of God entering into this broken world. Yeah. And it's it's a bit of that, you know, it's coming here but not yet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like when there's pain, when there's suffering, uh, to try to bring a bit of the kingdom, a bit of that like relief, peace, joy, whatever it is, and like making wrong things right. And, mm-hmm. you know, like in the passage of an Isaiah 61. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up. Setting captives free. Yeah, it says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And because I think, too, it's not like... Like, he he, he wasn't describing like being a joy rebel as someone who only focuses on happy, good things and like ignoring pain and suffering and sorrow and sadness. Yeah. But he was like, it's instead of, it's not that at all. I think if you look at it from a very shallow perspective, that's how you could see it is, Oh, you're just being a, you know, a, like a, an, a crazy optimist who yeah. doesn't want to actually or it's like deal a, with reality like toxic positivity yeah like yeah just something like that deny the fact that anything bad yeah, is happening yeah, yeah. and only focus on good and right you know, that but doesn't it's, always it's work not well. bad at all what he's describing is literally entering into that those situations that like that pain that hurt that mm-hmm. sadness whatever it is and being some kind of element mm-hmm. you know something different it's, it's shining a light in the darkness yeah. it's you know bringing the kingdom of god it's yeah. that where you know somebody's having a bad day and you bring them a cookie <laughs> you know what i mean like something it's like yeah. simple but that's to the other thing too where like we we act like we have to change the world and then we don't do any we end, we end up not doing anything sometimes because as christians because we're so focused on yeah the whole like 
it, we have to do something big because because that's what we see because that's yeah. what gets promoted on f- social media and that's what like people talk about in churches are these crazy big things but really what's going to change the world is and what he's implying is all of these small acts not even small acts sometimes but like these these just acts of kindness that we do and and this this like being carriers of joy and spreading it and bringing it wherever we go in in those places that we're in 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 even in any little way possible and not overthinking it yeah like can i read a quote yeah when you were reading or you're saying that made me think of this um he talks about how um sorry (laughs) he talks about how like hearing all these stories it gave him this idea that he wishes he had like a little button that he could push like an Avengers style situation where you just assemble everyone together but Mm -hmm. it's like calling all the joy rebels together um and I like that he says, thankfully, though, they're not all in one place. They are each in their individual towns and classrooms, simply shining where they're at in the universe, just like how stars operate, simply shining as they're made to right where they are. For now, all I have is that little folder on my desktop, that Joy Rebels folder represents a whole lot of people living out a whole lot of love. It's reassuring to remember when things get especially difficult that millions of others are out there doing their part right where they are and so like you're saying like it's not like we have to do all the things right we just have to do what we're called to do where we are right but you actually have to take that step out and do it you know Mm -hmm. and and yeah and i think that's where he's like he talks about us getting caught up in overthinking things and that's the beauty of the simplicity of the children and the kids that he's seeing is like like i think he talks about one one girl started collecting glasses to give to yeah. an optometrist who was going to overseas country. yeah mm-hmm. and who, who, to give you know glasses to people who need them and like she didn't get caught up in like well what are the logistics of this mm-hmm. you know and granted like i'm not saying that stuff's not important right but like she did the thing and then is gonna figure out mm-hmm. okay now, like what what are the logistics of this? Right. Like, how do we get this to the optometrist? How do we do what we need to, you know? Are these prescriptions going to work for the people over there? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, and and that's his job. Right. Like, he's the guy going over there, so he gets He'll to worry. Like, that, that you know, and yeah. I think some, you know, f- that's what he's, like, a big point is that sometimes we get inside of our own heads and caught up too much and make things more difficult than they need to be, mm-hmm. you know? You don't, you don't have to have all the answers. All you need is one. Yeah. For in, like to help that one person, you know? I know. I really struggle with that too. Cause I was thinking like, well, what are something like reasons why I don't necessarily think of how I can be like this person who brings joy to like really tough situations. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's also fear mm-hmm. of like, how am I going to be received or like, what if I mess up or what if I do the wrong thing or, you know, there's just all these what ifs that like I tend to like just kind of stop me in my tracks from mm-hmm. even moving forward. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, he talks about this child likeness that we need to have because kids don't think that like, yeah. they just don't think that way. Cause they're not that self-conscious. No, they just do it. Yeah. Um, and they don't think about all the what ifs. And again, you know, sometimes it's important right. to do that. Sure. Uh, but that 
um, there is willingness. a need for a maturity, yes. but not it. That's where I think he makes a different differentiation between childlikeness and childishness. Yeah, he does. He says we want to be childlike, not childish, right? Because childish, you can do childlike things, but in the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but I think the willingness of children mm-hmm. and their just innate like goodness, and I mean, honestly, creativity too. Like sometimes yeah. kids just are very creative, and because they don't have they don't have like limits, limited they don't, by yeah. quote unquote impossible things. Yeah, um, I think that those qualities that he talks about in this book, I definitely don't have like I really I mean I get I'm very afraid of like what people will think or what if I mess up and those kind of things just always kind of stop me in my tracks mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah that'll hold you yeah. back yeah there was another quote too that I really liked um <clears throat> that he he's talking about um well it's kind of actually goes along with uh, it's, he says, it's joyfully rebelling against childishness to embrace childlikeness. Um, but then this is a the uh, quote, um, it's trading selfishness for generosity, entitlement for compassion, fear for fascination, and anger for amazement. Mm. And I think it's it's interesting because, you know, right before that he says, it's joyfully rebelling against childishness to embrace childlikeness. And then he goes on to list all of these qualities that we see in a lot of adults in the world. Mm-hmm. And like, what, you know, whether it be about whatever, you know, just problems in the world. It's like we see so much, even in the church of adults, grownups, you know, mm-hmm acting uh entitled out of fear out of anger um and selfishness (laughs) you know all of these things like they're only you know looking out for their own needs not necessarily for the needs of everyone and um yeah i just think it's like that's that list of things he's i'll read it again trading selfishness for generosity entitlement for compassion fear for fascination and anger for amazement it's like that those are the qualities i want to be known for Mm -hmm. generous generous compassionate compassionate you know uh what's the what would i say fascination because I'm not fascinating but I want to see like I want to be fascinated by things and then I you know I want to be amazed by things not angry you know what I mean and it's not like I don't know you know I think those those things are just such good qualities and I want that and I I want to work on those things Mm -hmm. um and there's there's such good comparisons to to like fear trading fear for fascination Mm -hmm. because so oftentimes we're just afraid of something because we're not we're too we're being too selfish almost or focus on ourselves to actually learn a little bit about the thing we're afraid of Mm -hmm. or the whatever you know i don't know it's just a good list of things and i really (laughs) like good job brad (laughs) yeah um so yeah i think that was all i don't know if i had any other little tidbits specifically but yeah i just like this reminder that not to get so caught up 
in the hardship of life mm-hmm. or overwhelmed by the hardship of it that it turns us into cynical people who are right. not living out like the abilities that we have and you know i thinking back to when we were kids like when i was a kid i feel like i did have a lot of that same willingness that he talks about in the beginning of his chapter like Mm -hmm. you know we should just be able to give everything away we should just be able to help every single person like why can't we do that because kids just have this innate goodness in them and you know it's easy as adults to think well it's also because kids just don't understand like the reality of it it's like well maybe if we understood the potential like our real potential that we have then like Our if, world wouldn't be such a crappy place like if, if we, we stopped focusing on the the hardships and started thinking like okay maybe this could be possible like you know this change could be possible or whatever yeah I don't know yeah I think there's something powerful that can be done when you combine that child likeness with that understanding of what it actually takes to do th- like like the problem isn't that we have understanding it's that we let go of the childlikeness. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because if anything, having the understanding with the childlikeness should Should actually... create change. Create, yeah, even more of a ability to change. Yeah. So that's all I have. Yeah. Is it a short episode? That's well, okay. It, was, <laughs> it makes up for our over an hour it's, it's, long episode. We, give, we can give everyone a lot of time to go buy this book. Yeah, chew on those <laughs> thoughts. Go check out this book. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, uh, but we do want to leave you guys with a quote of the week. And yep. it is from this chapter. Yep. Um, and it says, there's the way things are. There's the way things could be. There's also a you and there's also a me. It's so, almost a little Dr. Seuss there. I didn't is. realize that until it you read rhymes. it. Yeah. yeah. So just again, encouraging us that like, even though things are the way they are, doesn't mean that that's always how yeah. they have to be. And we be have the ability yeah. to be rebels of joy and to make a difference in the world around us. So be encouraged with that. And we'll see you next week. Bye.